0: hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of hey homegirl the podcast by yours truly Dolores Carter and I am so excited that you are here today and that you've chosen my podcast to listen to so whether you are on your way to work getting that baby's diaper change making breakfast drinking coffee or whatever it may be for your day I just want to thank you for listening to me and choosing this podcast today so without further ado let's hop into today's episode
1: Before we even start this episode, I want to let you guys know, I want to kind of give like a little like trigger warning slash disclaimer slash generalized warning that this episode um here in the next couple minutes, um, what I will be discussing will be, um, death, the subject of not being alive. And so, um, not that I am prepared to say anything that's like vulgar or anything like that, but I will be talking about my father passing away. And so if you, if that topic makes you feel uncomfortable, don't listen to it. If you're like in the car with your kids or something like that, maybe put in headphones. Cause like, I just, I want to be able to, be transparent. But I want to give you guys a warning. So that, that way, um, you're not listening to all this with your kids. I know some of you did tell me that, hey, I yeah, mean, my kids listen to the first episode. And I think that's amazing. I love that. And like I want to continue to have my podcast be a safe, clean space for you and your family. But just in case you're like, oh, I don't really want them to hear about like cancer and like death, then, you know, hey, fast forward to the end where I'm like, just talking about like, you know, follow me on Instagram or just skip this episode. And that's okay. I love you guys. I don't, I don't think you love me any less by not listening to this episode. I think that you're protecting yourself, your well-being, your own mental health and your family. And I'm okay with that. However, just, if you're going to listen to it, maybe just pop in a headphone, you know, maybe just, maybe just one headphone and, you know, listen to it that way. So anyways, I love you guys. And now let's, now let's get into it.
0: Earlier today, I did have like the best coffee ever. I love Starbucks and I had a cinnamon dolce, um, ice cinnamon dolce latte made with oat milk, no whip. So If you guys are anything like me, then you should definitely grab that coffee. And then also, if you guys have not already followed me over on Instagram, go do so at heyhomegirlpodcast underscore. And um, over there, you'll get updates. You'll see when episodes are going going to drop. Um, You'll get more info about the podcast firsthand. And sometimes I share some really funny memes over there. So just go ahead and go follow me. I just want to start this episode episode by saying that grief really freaking sucks so if you or anyone you know is going through a time of grief I just want to extend like my apologies and I know how hard it is to just like you know I know how hard it is like when your life everything in your world changes everything in your world like shatters but yet everything like everyone else around you like isn't experiencing that or maybe they are but for most times I feel like we go through grief and like other people aren't experiencing it like their lives go on and it feels like our lives just stay right there in the grief and it's really hard just want to extend in an apology to anyone just I'm sorry I wish I could be there for you wish I could give you a giant hug or whatever it is that you need that you feel comforted by during this season and time of grief for those who don't know if you don't know if you don't follow me over on social media and you don't you just don't know me then in October of 2022 so at this point um it has not even been five months yet but my dad passed away and um it was truly and has been one of like the hardest things I think I've ever gone through um emotionally yeah I'm going through a lot of different things. I just had my daughter eight months ago. And so I'm dealing a lot with postpartum depression and anxiety, just generalized anxiety and depression, seasonal depression, um, and then just my own like just emotional stuff and then grief on top of that. And um, sadly, toward the end of 2020, uh, my dad was diagnosed with colon cancer. And his doctors had said they had never like, heard of or never had seen anything like his cancer now again my dad does not live here in Ohio so I don't know his doctors I don't know the knowledge they had or whatever on cancer but what I do know is that they said they had never seen anything like it and they felt that it was pretty aggressive cancer so they went ahead and started chemo pretty much right away now my dad if you guys know him he's hilarious he was hilarious is was that's another thing of grief like when someone passes away. I find it to be the hardest thing to talk about them in a present. Like, it's like, how do you talk about them? Are we talking about people who pass away in a past tense, present tense? It just feels weird to talk about people in a past tense when they were so present, you know? Um, But anyways, if you knew my dad, I guess we're talking in the past tense. If you knew my dad, then he was really funny. But he also later on in his life was super. He was a man of God. He was a man of faith. He was really faithful. He really believed that Jesus was a healer and really believed that his cancer was going to just like God was going to heal him completely. And he believed that. And we were praying for that. And I had other people in my life during that that time praying for that for him Um, and like just his faith was truly incredible actually through all of this and so you know he was like I'm only gonna be on chemo for x y and z amount of time and I was like okay dad like if that's what you're praying for if that's what you don't believe in then I'll pray and believe that for you as well and so obviously as we know you know almost two years later um that did not go the way it's planned. And so I think as I'm just walking through the grief of my father passing away, I'm also like walking through confusion and not even confusion, but frustration and like just disappointment that um his life didn't get to continue on because when somebody dies, regardless if it was an accident, it was abruptly, or if we knew it was coming, I think we always question things. We always question like why. Like, why do people have to die when they die? Like, to be honest with you guys, I was not ready for my dad to pass away. We had the opportunity to go visit him in August of 2022. So in August of 2022, I really felt, if you guys don't know, I'm also a Christian and I strongly believe the Lord. And I believe that God speaks to us today and that he speaks to us through his word. And that sometimes people have dreams and visions and all this other stuff and they hear from God. But um, I say all that to say that I felt after I received a phone call from my stepmom one uh, day, one morning in um, August of 2022, and I was like, okay, like, I think that I need to go visit my dad. Like I had this extremely strong feeling. I felt that it was the Lord telling me that it was my last opportunity to see my dad alive. And I know for some of you, are probably like, what? But whatever. Um, that's how I felt. And that's what I knew in my heart. And so I was like, you know, we got to go. So we literally that following morning, the next day, we got all, all of our affairs in order. Someone, come, someone to come watch the dog and everything like that. And we left. And we went down and saw my dad for that weekend. Um, and I'm so glad that we did because that actually ended up being the very last time that I saw my dad in person um, before he died. Before he passed away, and also he got to meet um, my daughter, and uh, my daughter is actually my dad's very first grandchild. So my dad is remarried to my now stepmom, or was re- whatever <laughs> remarried to my now stepmom, and they obviously have grandchildren through her family but my dad did not have any biological grandchildren of his own so my daughter is actually his biological uh granddaughter and um so it was really big deal i remember when we told him that we were pregnant in 2021 he was ecstatic and he was like just so like oh my god i'm gonna be a grandpa and it was like one of the sweetest like just funny things because at that point, although he had cancer, he seemed very, he was in very high spirits. His body was not regressing. Like, so I was like, oh, for sure. Like I'm going to have this baby. He's going to meet her. And then like, you know, we'll see where time and things lead, but he's going to be fine. Nothing in my mind thought in 2021 that my dad would not be here in 2023. Like no part of me thought that. And I think that's another thing with grief is that when someone passes away expectedly or un- typically unexpectedly, I find that we didn't create a plan of what things are going to look like without them. Like, yes, my dad had cancer. And like, I knew that. And I knew what stage it was at. I knew that it was critical. I saw him. I saw that he was less than a hundred pounds, but nothing in me was thinking like, okay, like I won't, be able to further my relationship with my dad. Like he won't actually have a relationship with my daughter. Like I never, none of that ever, like never none of that truly crossed my mind. I, I had my, um, you know, I had my grievances when it came to my dad and we had some, you know, just different things when it came to our relationship and what it would look like with him to be in my daughter's life and stuff like that. But there was nothing in me that thought that he wouldn't f- physically be alive here today. And so, you know, we go and see him in August and it was just truly like such a cool and um, great time. And I'm glad we did it. There was a lot of great pictures and great memories um, that we just made then. And, you know, uh, my husband got to see him too. And it, yeah, there was complications, but at the end of the day, it was it was great. And, you know, then we were um, home and we were FaceTiming a lot more and I just got to see him more and things look, seemed better, you know, his tubing that he had was getting removed and they're preparing him to go home and he actually even got home and um one day in october um one week in october actually i guess he just started to decrease decrease. (laughs) he just started to just um just get worse very rapidly um like within like a a couple days and then it got to the point where it was the day that he was going to pass away um and it just, he was just going through a lot. And I won't go into too much detail about that because I think that when you watch someone pass away, that you understand what happens, like their bodies just start to shut down. And so ultimately, like that's what was happening. They got to the hospital and then it just kind of just decreased and he just got really bad until he went home to be with Jesus. Yeah, a, a lot of grieving happening along when when it comes to his death, grieving not having the relationship that I wish I could have had, grieving, not having a relationship that we were working on, and uh, yeah, grieving just a lot. The relationship I wish I could have had, the one I no longer will have, and the one I um you know didn't didn't have. So, um, and the relationship that he wouldn't have, that he's never gonna have with my daughter. But I think the beautiful thing is that I'll get to share good memories with her. And there's been times through these last couple of months where I've just cried a lot and have had different memories a lot and just think about him when I'm holding my daughter. And like, it is just, it's really neat to think about the lasting imprint that we leave here on this earth with people. And I think that one beautiful thing that my dad did leave behind is just his like tenacity and love for Jesus at the end of his life. I mean, I mean, we were literally talking and I told him that I was afraid to lose him. And he looked at me and he's like, I know. He's like, but if I do, if this is my time to go, like I'll be with the Lord. And he was so comforted by that. And like when you look somebody in the face and you recognize that they recognize that it might be the last part of their life, you just, I don't know, all you can do is hug them and tell them you love them. And that's just the one thing I remember at the end of it all is that, you know, I just, I really did love my dad. And so if you're dealing with grief, if it's still actively happening in your life, which I think we don't just grieve one month and then it's over. I think grieving can, is almost lifetime. Um, Hope you know that I'm praying for you and that I'm here for you guys. And like, I know a lot of you who listen or who, who are listening are friends of mine or family of mine. So Yeah, but I wanted to also share with all of this, just a couple of things that I'm learning through grief and a couple of things I'm learning, like, through losing my dad, like, what I would have needed that would have helped, I think, right at the very beginning, because I know for some who are listening to this, like, you probably don't know who I am at all but you also might have someone in your life who's grieving and you don't have the slightest clue as to what to do. How can I help my friend who's grieving? How can I like be there for somebody who's going through a hard time in relation to grief? Like, what do I do? And so just a couple things, I think five things here, um, that I would just recommend. Um, it's just that you, I guess the first one is just love others and love them. Well, um, which I know you're probably like, what? Like, you know, figure out how to love the people in your life, regardless if they're the ones grieving or if they're just, if just generic regular people just in your life, like learn how to love them um, and then do so like super well to the best of your ability, uh, which leads me to number two, which is share how much you care about people in your life with them. So I know we all like, you know, like love a post or like a post on Instagram or Facebook, but Or you may even talk about people you love, but never to them. So, just a reminder to just share how much you love people with those people that you love. Um, I know personally, people tell me like really great things, tell me how much they love me, or just why they love me. Not just hey, I love you, but like I love you because you're you're funny, or you know whatever. Like more in depth things that just matters a lot. So share how much you care about people. Um, don't wait until they're on their deathbeds to tell them how much you love them. Just tell them now. Tell them now so when they're on their deathbeds, they just know something that my stepmom told me that she did for me, for my dad, actually, um, when he was on his deathbed, when he was dying. Um, and she could tell he was just kind of like not resting. He was just kind of wrestling. And he was he was pretty much gone. Like he was just brain dead based. But he she could just tell he wasn't like peaceful, his body was just moving. She said one of the last things she told him was that I loved him. She said, Dolores loves you too. And I can't thank her enough for that. And she said after that, that his body settled. And she said he took his last breath. And that is a memory that will stick with me for absolutely ever. So I'm sharing it here on this podcast because that is how important it is to share how much you love somebody with them, that it could be. It could help them get in their last final breath. Um, And that to me is just so beautiful. So number three, be there for those in your life who are hurting and be willing to share your experiences too. You actually like never know like who you're helping by sharing your experiences with. So don't be afraid to share. Um, and then number four, don't be afraid to seek out help. So especially if you're me, okay, especially if you're someone like me, or if you're the one hurting and you're the one who who's grieving, make sure you seek out help, whether it be through trusted friends, counselor, therapist. Uh, I wish I had a code for BetterHelp, but BetterHelp, check them out. They're online therapists. I'll talk about them every single week, I swear to God. Um, it's my experience with BetterHelp has been amazing. So I recommend them. They're online therapy. But we're not meant to do like we're not meant to live life alone and we're also not meant to grieve alone. I I don't I just don't think we're meant to grieve alone. I think we're meant to have a hand to hold, we're meant to have a, a body to hug, we're we're meant to have people who understand to come alongside of us. Um, And then number five, and only if you can for this one, this one is extremely personal just for me. So just a disclaimer there, but if you can work on restoring relationships with those in your family. Um, I may, I don't think I shared that so far, but my dad my dad and I our relationship when I was younger was just I maybe I did say that was just kind of in and out, just kind of estranged for a while. And so one thing that I am blessed that him and I just came to terms with was just that we needed to restore our relationship. And it didn't, it wasn't like the best thing ever, but it was good to have like a new starting point of our relationship. And I know it's hard for a lot of you, you're probably thinking, well, I'm literally the kid. Like, why do I need to be the one to reach out to my parents or to reach out to whoever? Like, I mean, I'm 27 years old and I felt like, I still felt that way. Like, I'm literally the child. Like, why do I have to be the adult? Well, I am an adult. (laughs) And if you're listening, you're probably an adult too. So It sucks and I know it, but, um, and I hate that if your story matches mine, then I, I hate that you feel like you've always been the adult when you weren't. But I personally feel like it has been worth it so far in my life to try to restore and reconcile the relationships in my family. So even when it's frustrating, even when it's hard, even when it's unfair, I feel like it's been worth it. And if you're not at the spot yet to do so, then like, that's okay. Like, just another reminder, like it took me 27 years of my life, (laughs) which is my whole life to feel like that my dad was someone that I could actually trust, you know, but sadly for me, like the time left to continue relationship with him is now over because death is final here on earth. And I don't know, I just want I just don't want anyone to have to experience what I'm experiencing if you really don't have to. Now, the relationship with people in your family is like, you know, too far gone. Then like, you know that best, but if it's not, and you have like an inkling of like, I wonder if it could get better. Like, why not just take that chance? But if you do take the chance and all fails, don't blame me, but I'm just saying, (laughs) you know. Anyways, I say all that with like love and like care because I just think that you guys deserve to just, yeah, know that reconciliation is possible so i don't want to end this podcast on like a weird like note because i definitely only talked about my dad um i know there's a lot more that we grieve in life i know that just grieving my dad has been some of the most like gruesome lonesome and confusing times and like i i don't know i i thought by now it's what is it february i thought by now i would have just come to terms like okay like he's gone and then i realized that grief isn't linear and that there's like a ton of different um I'll leave. I want to say this though too, the definition of grief. So something I love is English, and so I find that other people probably like it as well. If you don't know what grief is, and I'm just gonna read the little um, dictionary definition here. It is just deep sorrow, especially that that caused by that's caused by someone's death. And although, for me, a primary amount of my grief has been related to my dad's death, I recognize that I also had been grieving, like, my life, like, before having a baby also. And before becoming a mom, I had, like, a ton of freedom that I never actually really, like, realized that I had, like – I don't know about you guys, but I like used to stay up till 2 a.m. because I wanted to, not because somebody was attached to my body and like they needed me. Like I just remember having fun at 2 o'clock in the morning. And I also remember that after like week one or two after having my daughter and I would have the thoughts of like, oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be normal again. Life's never going to be the same again. And I was just so sad. And I, to go back to my dad passing like that first one or two, three, four weeks, like that's how I felt like. Oh my gosh, like I'm never gonna be normal again. Like I'm always gonna be sad again. Like life's never gonna be the same again. And it's funny how the grief I'm was dealing with, or I still am dealing with after becoming a mom, and the grief that I'm dealing with after my dad passed away are very close. And so I think that sometimes we forget that just because we haven't experienced a death or something like death related, that we can still grieve and we can still like relate to others. Like Sometimes like I grieve just the fact of like, I'm not the same skinny high school girl that I used to be. Like I'm a 27 year old woman who's had a baby. My body's different. So I just think we can grieve so many different types of things. Yes, primarily associated with death, but in life, there are grievances. There, there's things that we grieve. And I don't think that enough times people talk about the depth of grief in situations that don't pertain to death. There's grief. I know in friendships, like how many of you guys out there can say that you're grieving a friendship and not necessarily because they passed away, but maybe because you guys outgrew each other, or maybe because someone geographically or like physically like moved, or maybe even you realize that some people were like only meant to be in your life for a season, or they were only like your friends because you were single, not married, no kids. And now you're married with five kids and you have no time, you know, so things just change. And either way, grief is difficult. Grief sucks and grief is awful. And I think right now one, one another thing, I guess is that I'm just recognizing that it's okay. Like it's okay that sometimes things just suck. But another question I tend to have is Well, what do I do with that? How do I overcome this? Will I always be grieving this deeply? I hope not. But I think grief sometimes stays with us for a purpose. And um, yeah, honestly, guys, I have like zero idea on how to handle grief besides talking to God crying when I need to cry and talking to my therapist so that is what I recommend that you do too give yourself space to breathe if you're going through grief and if you know somebody who's grieving or you have a friend or whatever give them space ask them or talk to others who you know who have grieved maybe not as recent like what you can do be there for people and reach out to them I know a lot of people have specifically asked me, like, hey, since your dad has died, you know, like, what like, what do you need? And to be quite frank, I don't always, like, know, and everyone's answer is different. But most of the times, I just need someone to just sit with me, let me talk just like I am right now, and give me a hug, and, you know, just physically show up. And for someone else, it might be something different. So if anything I can challenge you guys with today at the end of this podcast, is just to recognize that however you're grieving is normal and it's okay. Reach out and get help if you're the person grieving because you're not meant to do it alone. However, reaching out, however, getting help, whatever that looks like for you, um, whether it's reaching out to a counselor, online therapy, a group of friends, whatever, just don't grieve alone. Like Just don't do this life alone. And I guess the third thing is just to keep the love of that person like alive. I, I actually posted on my Instagram on Hey Home Girl um, Instagram actually um just literally yesterday and I had this quote with a picture of me and my dad as a kid and I said the quote says Love is How You Stay Alive Even After You Are Gone by Mitch Album. So yeah, love is how you stay alive even after you're gone. So one way that you can keep the person that you're grieving alive is just by talking about them, sharing the love you have for them and of them. And also while we're here on this earth, the better, not the better, but the more that we love, I think that that will also like be something, maybe not tangible, but something that people can hold on to after we're gone so okay guys and that is it for today's episode so make sure if you guys are already following me over on instagram that you do so at Podcast underscore and make sure you let me know what you thought about today's episode you guys can leave me a review here on spotify or on apple podcast and i look forward to next week's episode and i guess i was going to say hearing from you guys next week but I guess you'll
1: actually hear from me so all right guys see you next time